My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today is going to be very exciting. The guest I'm bringing on, Andy Hooper. He is the host of e-commerce expander secrets, also the host of business insider secrets. He's a busy guy. He's uh, the CEO of global e-commerce e-commerce expert. Andy, over the years, has been involved in the development of various companies, starting with his own Amazon listings, and is now doing the same thing to help thousands of clients. <clears throat> that were just like him. So super excited for our conversation today. You know, we're going to have some great takeaways. We'll, we'll go over what's working, what's challenging, that kind of thing. So great conversation within that alone. Andy, welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to jump on my show. No problem, Brittany. Thank you very much for having us. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, hopefully during this, we can give some value to the listeners to make sure they can take some valuable insights away. Absolutely. And I know with you on stage here, uh, we'll be able to do that. So I'm pumped. <laughs> uh, Andy, do you mind going ahead before we really jump in, just telling us how you got to where you are today, because you're doing some fabulous stuff. And I really want to talk about, you know, maybe a little bit of the background, a little bit of your story um, for our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. Yes, yeah, so I think it really started for me in 2008, 2009 in the financial crash. So yeah. I would I had a job. Uh, I was employed and had a bit of debt. And what happened was, is all the debt around, because it was a financial crash, everything, all the banks around you just closed in on you. And it basically meant that we had no money. And uh, at that point, I decided that at no point in the future did I want somebody else to be in control of my money. And what I mean by that is an employer that gives me, you know, pays me 20,000, 30,000, whatever it is per year in order to live. I wanted to have the ability to be able to, take on my own clients and, and and do things like that and build my own business so that I was in charge of that. That's So that's right. where my entrepreneurial journey started in adulthood, should we say. Uh, I think from a kid, I did lots of different things to generate cash uh, and to you know, find ways of earning a little bit of extra money in different ways. Always worked hard. So that was really the starting point where I realized that I needed to do something different. And over the course of the next eight years, I had everything from a dog sitting business where when you go on holiday, you can come and look after, we'd look after your dog for a week. Uh, we did, uh, we listed things on Amazon. We sold things on Amazon. We flipped things on eBay. We did car boot sales or garage sales for those in the U S sort of market. Uh, what else do you did wedding photography? And we did all, lots of different things to give us the opportunity to start a business. And I think that's where the entrepreneurial side started to when I saved up enough money to be able to leave my employment in 2014 and start okay. my own business in 2015. Wow. And so now you're, this is, so 2015 is when you started the the business. Well, this business, I didn't start until 2017 officially. I had two years where I, uh, did some other things. I had a 3D uh, wedding printing business. So if you imagine on your wedding day, you get a cake topper that goes on top of the cake. I 3D right. scanned people and printed them on top of their cake. 
uh, along with the wedding photography and sports consultancy. So I did a whole load of different things in that two years. Right. I started this in 2017 because I was looking for a business that could scale. And this was the business that I found that I could scale and grow to a, a, a decent size. Right. Interesting. I love it. Well, you've got everything under your belt. You've done a lot of different things. <laughs> I, it's interesting when you talk to other entrepreneurs, people have done lots of things. What, what tends to find is, is that you, we believe that we can turn our hand to anything. So whether it be yeah. building a website or taking a photo or 3d printing someone, it doesn't really matter because we believe that we can do anything. Now, whether we can do everything absolutely epically or not is another matter, but we believe we can turn our hand to anything. And that's sort of what I believe that I can do anything given the opportunity. Absolutely. I love your mindset. You know, based on where you are today, we know growing a business and, you know, becoming a um, six figure, seven, eight figure entrepreneur, you know, lots of like wins, but what are some of the biggest challenges as an entrepreneur have you gone through and how did you overcome them? Yeah, great question. So in, in this business, we've doubled or tripled every year and we've hit eight figures touch wood. You know, it's been, it's, it's been, a, it's been, a, let me just say it's been a journey. So right. the key things that I've learned in that period are one, you can't do everything yourself and you've got to let things go. Number one. So whether that's train someone, develop someone, nurture someone, pay someone significant money, every business will be slightly different about how they go about it based on the needs of the business, the cash in the business and your skill set. I guess. So one is you need to rely on other people because you can't grow and scale a business without other people. It's right. that's the first thing. And I think the other thing off the side of that is about making sure there's a system and a process to be followed. And there's two reasons for that. One to make sure that the said job gets done for the client that you've promised. And, and secondly, to make sure that as the business grows, that can be passed on to somebody else, somebody else, somebody else. And the, the, the consistency for the client is always the same. Now, I've learned that the hard way. That's not necessarily what we did. <laughs> um, but, the, but I think the really important thing there is, is that the two things are you, you've got to rely on other people. You have to bring people in as soon as you possibly can to take on the work. And you have to have a system and process in place that you follow, the clients follow, your staff follow, your team follow, whatever you, however you wrap that up in order to make the business move forwards. Absolutely. You need to outsource in order to, you know, get your time back for one, a little bit of it, you know, you can't have everything on just the one plate of your own and just to leverage and, and grow. So a hundred percent understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So, you know, Andy, tell me a bit about when you started your podcasts and, you know, your intention behind them. It's interesting because I've been listening to podcasts for, for quite a long time. And I mean, they, they've been a bit of a slow burner, haven't they? It's strange where I think back to when I had my first iPhone and I think there was podcasts on there. And I don't think anyone really knew what a podcast was back then. And I sort of, over the years, I've listened to more and more podcasts, spent more of my time listening to them. And one of the things that hits me is one, I like listening to learn things. Secondly, I like to get inspired by things. And thirdly, you know, it, sometimes it just triggers something or, you know, or sometimes it's just to chill out or listen to something in a different genre. And as I've grown the businesses, I've, I've believed that creating content is a great way of growing a business. 
if you go from a content is king, content rich viewpoint, you can utilize the content in many different ways. You know, you can video video this and put it on YouTube. You can take snippets from this and put it on TikTok. You could put snippets of this onto Twitter and YouTube or whatever else it happens to go. You know, you can repurpose the content to from just one piece. So one one podcast could create lots of different things. But that was one area was creating content to show that our clients that we had value, to show the con clients that we had substance, to show the clients that we actually knew what we were talking about. But I think on the other side is from a selfish point of view, I like learning. And what I want to do is I want to pinpoint those people I like learning from. So in the e-commerce world, the, the podcasts are essentially the same thing. They're about interviewing or talking to business leaders in e-commerce or in general business and having conversations with them about how they've grown and scaled their business. Very similar to the topic that we're talking about today. And the reason that that happened was, was because I'm a little bit eager to learn. And it's a bit weird when you say to someone, Hey, I'd love to go down the pub with you, buy, buy your pint and ask you 35 million questions on about how you did grew your business and grew it. But it's not so weird if you say, hey, come on my podcast and I'd love to talk to you about what you've done and how you've scaled your business. I, so basically, I've used the podcast personally to understand, learn, educate what other people have done that are slightly ahead of me in the journey in some cases. Um, some things, people that are at the same level as us and some people that are slightly behind us if you take a, you know, a rev type model to it. But everyone's got something you can learn from. And that's why we did it, because we wanted to, I wanted to learn from people directly that were in my, the business area that I was in, either in e-commerce or in the region specific that we're in to educate myself. And hopefully that would provide value to other people. Love it. Yeah, it's insane with having a podcast how much you can learn just from one interview. And I mean, if you're doing several interviews a week or a day, the content that you're you're bringing in and you're learning from for yourself and your listeners, it's just, it's crazy. And, you know, also the connections. Do you interview people most of the time or do you also have solo? I, I mean, I know that you interview people, but do you also have solo episodes as well with just content or do you just stick to the interviews? I had on the Business Insider Secrets, we... Uh, we had a piece where I had a co-host for a while and we used to then just dovetail that. So one week we might talk about sales and one week we might talk about marketing. One week we might talk about cold calling one week. we might. So we, I have done that piece as well. And actually I'd quite like to get back to some of that because I think that's the conversational piece is just as important when people have built a rapport up with the hosts, if you like, is as important because they, they seen what you've done and they respect what you've done. And they're like, Oh, well, if that's worked for them, because the interviews are very much talking about other people. And I think right. that content really works because people want to hear from other people, but actually what some people want to do, they're like, Oh, well, you've scaled and grown your business to eight figures. Actually, you've got some great insights there that I could steal that I could actually share an input to people that could show some value. I don't really like doing that because I think it's a bit like showy offy, a bit braggy. Uh, uh, and I, I see and, what you're saying. And, and I've not done that, but if, if, if there was a panel of three or four of us, I actually think that'd be really great fun. Uh, and I, I think, think so people too. get a lot from it. Um, so I've done a bit of both. I think the interviews are, us, are much easier to set up and talk to someone because 
it doesn't really take much preparation for me to do because I can ask questions and then dive a bit deeper to take it down a certain track because the sales side of me, I can ask questions and get to a point as whereas not everyone can ask questions in a logical way that makes sense to people, I guess. So some people yeah. might need a much more of a script, uh, but that depends on you as an individual, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think, I don't think what you're doing is a bad idea at all. I think it's working out pretty great. So um, I'm, ha I'm happy for you. It's, it's interesting, you know, the conversations that come from just in the rapport, like you said, that's huge. It's a huge thing. Um, building that relationship with the people who are on and, you know, rapport is number one, right? So, um, you know, tell me a little bit about your biggest focus right now with the podcast. Uh, do you have a certain desire that you want to hit by next year or anything like that? I don't really have a, I think for me, the podcast really is, is a great opportunity to share content and share information and we don't really necessarily have what i would call a podcast strategy in yeah. in as far as how do we grow the audience if when you've got a business that's operating at different levels and you've got different people within that business what tends to happen is that you 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 create the podcast and you know, you've got all these different content strategies, you know, you've got, okay, we've got YouTube, we've got, you know, we've got webinars, we've got podcasts, we've got da, 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 da. The downside to that is you never really focus on one. You're just putting different content out in different places and you're, you're looking for it to happen. If you had a podcast first process or, or content strategy, what happened is, is you'd have a much more strategic focus on, you know, let's take LinkedIn, for example, you know, you're on LinkedIn, yeah. you, you're messaging people and saying, Hey, I've got a great podcast that you'd find interesting. Why don't you go and listen to it as a, as a marketing piece, because you'd be growing the reach and an organic reach of your podcast. You know, I get people reach out to me quite a lot saying, Hey, I'd love you to go and listen to my podcast as an example. And, and that's how they're growing their podcast because that's their business. That's what they're looking to do. As well as for us, the podcast is a byproduct of the business to share content with our clients or potential clients in the e-commerce business that you want to have a look and listen to what we do and see what we do because people that might want to learn about what we do uh, listen to podcasts. So we have a podcast piece. And, and, Absolutely. and that stretches out. So everyone's slightly different. So do I have a target of your approach for that? Not really is the honest answer because I just want to talk to some really inspiring people, have some great conversations. And in turn, that will create value for listeners on either podcast further down the line, rather than it being a pure marketing business focus. Right. Right. Totally understand that. And, you know, I'm sure with what you're doing already, you know, how does it affect your business? Like you said, you, you know, potential uh, clients in the future after listening to all the content and stuff like that. Um, th do you often get people, you know, coming to, you know, get help and whatnot with your programs afterwards? So there's, so we use podcasts in different ways. So we've got our own podcasts, okay. which is great. So the podcasts work really, really well. They generate some leads coming into us. And the leads come in and say, hey, I listen to your podcast, definitely. So it does create leads, 100%. Beautiful. What it also does is for clients that are checking us out, they check out what we're saying on the podcast. So quite often they'll say, is, oh, I listened to the podcast to make sure you knew what you were talking about. So it's not always just about lead generation. It's the leads that have mm -hmm. come in from other channels that give you credibility. And you can't. Yeah. 
justify that on any marketing budget anywhere because it's not on any marketing budget. And then the other way for us is when we're on other people's podcasts, like we are today, where they listen to this and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, I want to get into e-commerce. I want to expand my business to Europe. Are these the guys I need to talk to? Hey, I listen to your podcast on, so you're piggybacking somebody else's audience in order to generate leads at the same time. It's like a snowball effect, eh? Yeah, 100%. And you don't know when they're coming either. So it's almost like a Brucey little bonus or something in the UK. I've probably completely taken it out of context. I apologize to everyone anywhere outside of the UK. <laughs> oh, no, this is the best. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, no. And I think it's, it's so true. Like you're networking, you're getting to, once you're on other podcasts and I mean, having people in your show, you're entering other networks, right? Which, um, that's where that snowball effect comes in, right? With the people listening and who knows referrals and then, uh, you know, all kinds of people coming for more content and later down the road, possibly becoming clients, you know, so it works out really well. I like that. I like what you're doing. And, you know, what would you say are some of the biggest challenges with the podcast? I think that the or one of the podcasts, I know you have a couple. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the biggest one is, is the organization of them and making sure you've got guests lined up. You've got, you know, someone's liaised with a guest beforehand. Someone makes sure they've got, you know, a decent headphone, decent microphone. They're in a location that works. They've got lighting. If it's on YouTube or you're going to record it for a, a, you know, a video format later. So I think there's lots of different things to consider in all of those. Right. But I think, you know, making sure you know, someone can organize it. Someone's you know, is the key bit. And off the back of that, uh, I think that the other side of that is that, you know, someone can organize the guests. How did you get guests on there? If it's a guest first thing, you've got, you've got to constantly be approaching people to get on the podcast. And right. actually that's really hard work at the beginning. Then you get people come to you and say, Hey, we'd love you to be on our podcast. You know, different people approach it in different ways. And the more podcasts you're on, the more opportunity you get people to say, Hey, come be on our podcast. And right. then, and I guess we're quite lucky and we've got two podcasts that are slightly different focus. One's for the business, the e-commerce business. And one's for me personally, just a personal podcast that focus on talking to businesses in the UK specific, you know, the advantage of those is that people then come and say, Oh, I'd like to be on your podcast. Can I be on it? You know, at the beginning, you're constantly trying to find people to be on it. And it's really hard work because not everyone wants to be on a podcast. Uh, they just right. don't understand it. So I think they're the key things to think about is making sure you've got someone that can liaise with guests beforehand and to make sure that you've got the right equipment and stuff or they've got the right equipment and thirdly, finding people to be on there if it's a interview type podcast. Absolutely, yes. It, and, you know, making sure you're bringing the, the right people onto the show that are going to add value and really align with what you're doing, right? So sometimes that can be a little bit of a challenge <laughs> for some podcasters. Absolutely, absolutely right? So yeah. I, that's what I'm hearing uh, because I like to ask, ask that question quite often on my interviews. Yeah. So it's kind of the same answer, like finding that right person to come on uh, that's going to align with my values and what's going on here. And then also, you know, um, yeah, just finding a good fit, right? So, and they need to come with energy, and they need to be able to have something that people can listen to, and, right? And they want to add that value. People want to be engaged, and if if someone's just a little bit like, nah, 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 it just doesn't, it just loses your podcast in the future as well because you've had a rubbish guest, right? And it just like it's so hard to carry a conversation on with someone like that, right? So, yeah, 
Anyways, I love what you're doing, my friend. I know we have short interviews on this show, but you know, thank you for coming on and adding value. You're exactly what I'm looking for on my show. I appreciate you taking the time of your day, but you know, with what you got going on, um, what would be the best way for people to connect with you if they're looking to reach out to you? Yes. I mean, the best way, I mean, we successfully expand e-commerce brands into Europe. So if you are an e-commerce brand, you're looking to expand to Europe, love to reach out. Best way to do that is to go onto our social channels, which is global e-commerce experts. Just Google us and or search us on those channels. You'll find us no problem at all. If you'd love to get into contact with me, hear a bit more about me or what we do, uh, and you can't, you don't want to look at those and LinkedIn's your preferred channel, then just go to Andy Hooper. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm the go-to guy for e-commerce sellers expanding to Europe. And I'd love to have a conversation with you. Amazing. Guys, you heard you heard Andy. He's the go-to guy for e-commerce. Um, you know, if you're looking to reach out to him now, you know how. So thank you so much, Andy. I appreciate you coming on the show. Like I said earlier, absolute pleasure. And group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur and want to come on just like Andy did today to share some valuable insights and, you know, talk about what's working and some of the challenges in regards to your podcast and how it affects your business. Uh, please go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you on as well. Thank you so much, Andy. Thank you, everybody. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.